Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Instinctual, another episode. I know it's been a bit of a minute since I last recorded. I've been going through, I'm not quite sure what, some sort of metamorphosis, or at least that's what I'm telling myself to make it okay. Um, no, it's been, it's been very odd changes in my mood, things that seem like depression, but I'm, I've been pretty depressed before and it felt different in a way, certainly low, heavy, sad, um, but different, which goes back to the, sometimes the value of not labeling things. It could be good to give things a label. Sometimes it's better to leave it unlabeled, amorphous, and just evolve. Anyway, today's episode is going to be a discussion on wanting wanting things for yourself or wanting things for others um i was reflecting with a friend and they commented how far i've come on essentially not giving up but it could be seen that way letting go of the wants that i have in this particular case for my family know wanting I have a brother wanting him to be happy and you know safe and protected and you know my mother and sister again similar things slightly different wants for each of them based on what they've told me they want but um and I've it's been a long time of letting go of those wants and it I realized just how much my relationship has improved with each of them and then I expanded on to certain friends that I have who you know will talk and be like yeah I don't you know I don't want anything from you I might ask you for things in the moment but so I want something from you like hey will you help me with this um but I don't want something for you I don't you know want to teach you a lesson or I don't want you to change based on something I'm doing and uh and how the fact that I don't do that how freeing and and good it feels on a very deep and subconscious level because we grow up thinking that altruistic people want the best for you that that is something that you should endeavor I, I want the best for my partner I want them to be happy I want them to be however they want to be that's how I want them to be and that that's the sign of a of a good friend and I'm on on one level absolutely it is do I you know someone's having fun out there do I want in a detached way do I want my family to be happy sure I I would I guess I'd say I want them to be however they want to be and that's my one want for them so to speak but even then being detached from that is important so Let's get into the nitty-gritty of this, of of how wanting for someone, or or wanting something for someone, I should be specific there, uh, entraps them. You first have to look at where the want comes from and why it's there. So, you know, take someone... If you have a friend or family member, some let's say someone who's unhealthy, be it they are overweight or underweight, or they are going through a lot of various illnesses and sicknesses, and so 
you know, of course, you just want them to be healthy, right? Uh, do you think that that will then permeate through all of the interactions you have with them because you see their suffering, be it small or large, and you want them to be healthy, and then it affects things, even maybe in a subtle or subconscious energy in how you're around them because they feel either a judgment or a need for you, you know, for them to be healthy. It creates pressure almost. Now, I'm not saying that, well, I don't know, I'm, saying, I'm trying to work it out in my head. Am I saying that any want for a person, even just the simple want of, you know, wanting them to be healthy then creates pressure? Or, you know, out of the, like, do I want my friends to be healthy? Well, again, I, I think my first reaction, knee-jerk, is yeah. And then I think, well, do they want to be healthy? I ask myself, are there advantages to being unwell? In other words, and again, it sounds crazy, right? But but think on the idea that any kind of sickness or ailment anyone has is to help them learn or understand or see. And there are all of these examples. I, in my personal life, I have found relief in pain or in sickness when I come to some new emotional understanding. I have read of people who, you know, have cured things or, or, or reached health after either doing, taking drastic actions or coming to different understandings. I, I'm, I'm someone who believes that we're, as humans, don't have, we, we have trauma care down pretty pat, but in terms of longevity and, I mean, look around, we don't really understand how the human brain, like the massive complexities of that, um, and as I've gotten older, I've seen so much, I've seen a lot of results on, or from, rather, I've seen a lot of results from emotional healing. That is, working through emotions to net a physical result of healing. I've also noticed that when I come to new emotional understandings, I get sick, or, you know, at least I, I show symptoms of a cold, and, you know, I'm coughing, and and, you know, I've gotten sick or seemingly sick, been sick for maybe a day or two, and then it goes away. It's, it's odd. Um, anyway, going back to the main point, though, of wanting, I think you can certainly be detached and say, yeah, you know, I want you to be healthy. But I think it goes a long way in saying, hey, I did, you know, it's enough that you're here and I want what whatever you feel you want i'm just here to be your friend how do you separate then not having a want for anyone from when you do want something from them perhaps uh and and again it, i think it goes back f to the source of your instinct you know having a need in the moment and Maybe even being frustrated if that need isn't met, but then letting it go and, and moving on. I mean, that can be relationship. Or identifying, no, this isn't something I can let go of. 
but that's kind of separate from wanting something for someone versus wanting something from. When you want something for, there's almost a little bit of a controlling aspect. Wanting something from someone is a command. Um, granted, I mean, I imagine that can be manipulated to some degree, but only to a certain degree. We also have to look at, at why, and this is the deeper thing below the surface, why do you want something for anyone? Why is it not enough for you to live your life? Now, I think to some extent that's, that there's an easy counterpoint is, well, I'm a parent and I want the best for my kids. I want them to be happy. I want them to be successful. I want them to be all of these things. Um, okay, I, I'm not a parent. I, I'll let you know when I get there, if I get there. And I'll be very curious to see how I handle it. If I'll be overcome with like, yep, I get it now. Like my kid's going to get the best and I want for them to be happy. Or in theory, and then again, maybe any, any parents listen to this podcast, will be rolling their eyes at me or going, shaking their head, just going, I don't get it, which fair. Okay. Um, but in theory, I I theorize that if I can just love my kid and do my best to protect them, educate them as best I know, um, guide them, maintain healthy boundaries with them, like and and asking them to, you know, clean or pick up your room or or common areas, whatever, work with a family unit, um, they'll res it it might result in a. I don't know about better. It'll result in them living their life and doing what they came here to do. Learn what they came here to learn. Maybe it'll result in a better relationship with them, or maybe they'll resent it. Maybe they'll look at these other parents who are helicopter parents or wanting this and wanting that and think, well, why doesn't my dad do that with me? I'm not sure, but we'll find out. Maybe I'll test my theories. My kids are going to be test subjects oh exciting um so the go back though again i asked the question of where do you think the want for someone to be a certain way or the want for someone period comes from and i would say and i've said this before on previous episodes that we are all reflections for one another especially people we're close to family, close friends, a partner, and usually the want, in my experience, the want that I have projected onto other people is the want that I either have for myself and and can't achieve it, or something that I'm afraid of losing because of how I'll feel, and so I want to make sure that the other people have it. That's one piece. There's another piece, though, probably bigger, as I'm thinking this out. Remember, Stream of Consciousness podcast. And that is that to see those that I love suffer causes me suffering. And that's, I think, the bigger piece. It hurts to watch. It used to hurt to watch those that I love suffer. And I've worked on kind of detaching. I'm just going, like, oh, this is this person's journey. This is this person's pain and suffering. I don't need to take it on. Even if I don't like watching it, 
Like, and I can when I need to. Um, I don't need to take it on. I can still be in my contentment or my joy while this other person's in their suffering. But it used to be, and it still is in some regards, in some avenues, really hard to watch those that I care about suffer. And I, I think I see other people doing this, and it can create resentment. I don't even want to be around that person because they're always so sad and it's just hard to die. You know, like, I don't want to feel that. Um, it can also create dependency of just like, I've got to do whatever I can to heal this person, to fix them so that I don't feel bad. And there are many roads to that. I've, I'm guilty of trying to save a person because to some extent, if I can save this person, I'll save myself somehow. Which, you know, a tangent that we won't go down right now then gets into like how pure are actions how genuine are they is it really kindness if i'm helping someone to help myself maybe a little bit you know a little bit of column a column b self-interest and selflessness or maybe it's all self-interest just masked as kindness but going back to the point we want for others in no small part for ourselves to serve some purpose Usually it's pain relief or security within ourselves. If my brother's happy, then I don't need to worry. If my mother has enough money, I don't need to worry. If my kids have enough friends, I'm safe, they're safe. I don't need to worry, but if they, if they don't, what happens if your kids aren't enough of this or exhibiting this behavior? What happens if your partner isn't displaying this? And how can you truly help them? What is the truest form? Is I mean, I don't, I don't know if it's uh, standing back and doing nothing. You know, I'm not advocating for a hands-off approach. I'm advocating for a, you know, how can I help you? What do you, what do you, do you need anything from me? I love you and it's okay whether you're sad or happy. I love you in, in any moment. Unconditional love true juice the most powerful force it's something that has taken a lot of effort and energy and I'm noticing the roars at the same time in the process I also sometimes judge myself or, or think god what is society going to think of me you know that I'm a callous bastard or you know like I don't really care or you know something irresponsible or like this isn't this isn't possible i i can't live this way i've got to care for other people because that's what it means to be a good person that's what it means to be a nice guy that's what it means to be the paragon of what i i like the sound of you know i like the sound of being kind i am i think i'm a kind person i've witnessed kindness i've experienced kindness it's pretty great so i'd like to embody that is this what it is How many wants do you have for other people? There's someone in your life that you love, care about, and you also have wants for them that you could see maybe how that might make it harder for them and for you, harder for your relationship. Versus wants for yourself. It's one thing if you have a want for yourself that... You know, God, I wish he would just put the groceries away when we got home. He never does that. 
And then you, you have a question, is that wanting him to change? Yeah, kind of. I mean, you want him to put the groceries away and that can create frustration. Okay, how big of a deal is that? Some people might just say, oh, whatever, I let it go. Others might say, this is a make or break issue. I'm fighting and dying on this hill. You know, our relationship depends on this. Um, and what does that mean if the groceries are put away? And then just like everything, sometimes you don't need to even ask those questions. It's enough. Just be like, look, it's just what I want. I just feel this want and this need. Can this person, my partner, my roommate, whatever, meet it? For all of the depth that I go into, I also appreciate sometimes the pond is shallow. It's just a puddle. It's not an ocean. Um, that's something I'm working on balancing. A teacher said recently that, that if you understand the context of things, you can heal almost anything. Um, and at first I thought that meant like, yeah, you got to go in deep, baby. You got to, you know, work out the lines and connect the dots and all that. And I was like, no, context can be a puddle. The energy that I experience when I'm talking to people that I, you know, I'm talking, pick up on a sense of wanting for others is a desperation almost to varying degrees. Sometimes it's intense. Sometimes it's so subtle and soft, but usually it's a desperation to solve other people's problems which cause them pain as in i need to solve everyone else's problems around me so that i can feel relief because other when other people are in distress i'm in distress and i would say that that's certainly true of me that and there's one person in my life my my brother who i experienced that most with that I would plot and scheme on how I was going to help him, motivate him, change him so that I wouldn't have to feel worried or sick or guilty about my life in comparison to his. Which is pretty degrading to him when you think about it. Is his life so bad? Um, you'd have to ask him. And even if it was so bad, so what? He's living it. We all have free will that is one of the biggest things whether you believe in god or not or the creator or some sort of connection power force or you're atheist whatever one thing that is consistent is free will on some level you know if somebody ties you up you have free will of thought i i mean maybe there does exist some realm where there is no free will freedom of choice but Everything I've heard suggests that you'll always have some semblance of it on some level, regardless of what happens. So, what do you want to do with that? Do you want to spend it worrying about others and then wanting for others so as to relieve your own distress? Or would you rather figure out where the wants you have for others come from? See if you can let them go and experiment and try being a partner or a child or a parent or a friend where you don't have any wants. It's enough to just be around who you're with and enjoy it. Or maybe, you know, end the relationship and not because when you take away those wants, you realize or feel or see, you're like, I don't know that I need to be around this person, which is okay. 
people come and go in your life if you let them. People will also maybe stay if you ask them. Just trust in your instinct, which will be go and do deeper on the next episode uh, I'm recording a few in succession because it's going to be a while another long time since I record anymore but that's it for today's episode thanks for tuning in um, I think it's been a while since I mentioned any questions comments, concerns, whatever heyinstinctual at gmail.com is something that I've opened up for more people who want to reach out And as always, remember, you are unconditionally loved. So unconditionally love yourself.